Welcome to the Mind Your OT Business podcast, where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners and others to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura Park Figueroa. Ready to take action? Let's jump in. Welcome to the Mind Your OT Business podcast. I am so excited to have you here today listening in. This is going to be a gold mine of information for you if you are interested in learning how to put yourself out there as an entrepreneur and use video to market your business on social media or online. So today we have Cheryl Crow of Arthritis Life with us, and I am going to say that if you have not seen her amazing video content online, please go find her on Instagram, on her website, on Facebook. She is just doing some incredible things, and I think we all have a lot to learn from her. She shares so much in this episode about how to get ideas for making videos, how to get started making videos, equipment that you need. It's not a lot, you guys. Just just the process of marketing. This conversation is so rich, and I think we'll have something to offer for almost anyone at any stage of business. So here is my conversation with the one, the only, Cheryl Crow, owner of Arthritis Life. I am so excited to welcome you, Cheryl Crow of Arthritis Life, to the Mind Your OT Business podcast today. The reason I asked you is because you are doing some of the best content out there as an OT in the video realm on Reels, on TikTok, on YouTube. And I want you to share all of that goodness with our listeners. So please, please welcome, please share with us all about Arthritis Life and how it got started. Awesome. Yeah. And first of all, thank you so much for having me. And I wanted to share a quick little story that I first started listening to your podcast about a year ago, back when I didn't know whether I was going to turn Arthritis Life into like a nonprofit. At that point, I just kept Mm -hmm. calling it a project. It was just a, it was a video project where I was sharing details of my life with arthritis because I have rheumatoid arthritis, by the way. And I was doing interviews and just fun little videos, but I wasn't sure whether I was going to formalize it into like Mm -hmm. a business versus a nonprofit. And I was going in circles and circles. And I started listening to the Mind Your OT Business podcast and then started clicking like, oh, I am an entrepreneur. So I feel like you kind of helped set me on this journey. So thank you for everything you do for our community. And what, yeah, I sent you a hilarious fan email in January of 2020. And my goal in the back of my mind was, yeah, one day I might (laughs) be on her podcast. So that day is here. Yay. Yeah. So arthritis life, I did decide to turn into like a formal business. It is a for-profit business. And as I've reminded myself many times over the last year, I need to make it a business, not a hobby, (laughs) or I have chosen to make it my goal to make it be a business, not a hobby. So I had my first paid product in May of this year, which I did a beta version of it in March and April, which was a very interesting time in our history. And I, so to step back, so arthritis life, yeah, my mission is to educate, empower, and inspire people with arthritis. And um, the word life actually is an acronym. So that mm. is supposed to be capitalized. And I didn't really catch that when I had my logo made. So L stands for life hacks. I stands for interviews. F stands for fun. And E stands for education. And when I made that, I was envisioning this as being more like a talk show. And I thought that it would be monetized on YouTube through things like 
ads and sponsored content. But what I quickly learned is that in order to be popular on YouTube, you have to have millions and millions of of views and followers. So yeah, yeah, I ended up deciding to, you know, through your podcast, I, I ended up um, going with Melissa LaPointe's business coaching group and did some individual sessions with her to get myself on grounded. And yeah, I, video was always the idea of arthritis life in the sense of like, Hmm. I, it was, since it was initially envisioned as a talk show, like an Oprah, you know, meets kind of like product reviews on YouTube, Uh you know, something in between, like I wanted to share individual patient stories. And because there is such a lack of awareness about inflammatory or autoimmune forms of arthritis primarily, and how the impact they have on someone's full life, not just joints, no, not just joint pain. So I wanted to do that and to demonstrate from the OT perspective, some of the you know, life hacks is kind of the low hanging fruit, but some of the adaptive creative workarounds that you can do just simple stuff in your own home. So it really just, it initially the life hacks and the interviews were the main focus that were, and I was doing them on video, but then, you know, things snowballed when I started working with Melissa and thinking about a product and I realized, Mm -hmm. well, I always wanted to be a teacher. I I love teaching. And so online courses were like this suddenly like perfect fit. And I've taught Mm -hmm. as an OTA adjunct teacher at a local OTA program. So I have a lot of experience teaching and I would always volunteer at the national conferences for the arthritis foundation and the local conferences to teach. And it was just one of those things where when you're so close to it, you don't realize that it's like a skill. You're like, well, I love teaching. Everyone loves teaching, right? Everyone's good at teaching. Well, actually, no, like not everyone loves that. Not everyone. So then I ended up yeah, making online courses, which are again, video-based too. So I love that you brought up, I have found that too, that my teaching experience, cause I'm not teaching anymore, but I definitely feel like the years I spent teaching have only benefited me in creating online courses and products because you learn how adults learn. You learn how to make learning yeah. meaningful and how to make it applicable and how to make it active for people. So mm-hmm. that is time well spent, I think. So if anyone's listening who is currently teaching, but you have an idea for a business, that may serve you well, especially in creating online content. So, okay, let's move into, I want to sl- slowly get into the the kind of really practical stuff, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people are very fearful of video or they just don't know how to get started. So I know we have a lot we want to cover. Mm. let's talk about how you picked which platforms you are currently on. Yeah. You know what? I would like to say that I had a completely fully fleshed out strategy initially, (laughs) but you know, initially I started on Facebook because I knew my target audience was patients who have primarily inflammatory forms of arthritis. So things like rheumatoid arthritis, ankylosing spondylitis, psoriatic arthritis, you know, the ones that cause fatigue and systemic symptoms. And I had been, you know, as a patient, I had been active in a lot of social Facebook groups, you know, Mm -hmm. and and other social media groups for a while. And I didn't really understand Instagram at first. So I was more on the Facebook realm, but once things clicked with me on Instagram, I think it was when I figured out stories, I didn't really know what they were for a while. Then I was like, oh, this is great. Like there were a lot of patients on Instagram too. And it was a little bit more of like a positive supportive environment. So I should back up to say, because I'm a patient in my niche or I'm a, you know, I like, I like the word patient. I know some people feel mixed about it. I personally feel 
totally empowered using patient because I am a patient in healthcare right. interactions, you know, yeah. um, but I'm also a advocate and I'm also a provider, you know? So, um, so I've used these for years as a patient to connect other patients, but then starting to look at it from a business standpoint, um, I knew that Facebook was going to be powerful because that's the one that everyone's on to start off with, right? In groups. Yeah. Yeah. In groups. But a lot of the groups have really strict guidelines around whether you can quote unquote sell in them. Of so course. that. I was a little yeah. cautious on that. So then I started doing Instagram for m- more visuals. Everyone's, yeah, Instagram's really initially, as far as I understand, yeah. you know, a very visual medium. It was really a lot of photographers, a lot of people giving these, you know, really nice images of themselves and the right. captions aren't quite as important versus like Facebook, the written word was a little more important. And then I was on YouTube, which I don't think you count really. A lot of people don't consider it a social media, but it should be noted for video purposes that YouTube is the world's Absolutely. second most, yeah, second biggest search engine after Google. So YouTube is yep. huge for video. And there is, you know, a social, uh, it's a medium where social interaction happens in the comments. So I was using yes. YouTube. And then I've been on Twitter for a long time. Actually, I started my Twitter in 2010 at the AOTA conference in Philadelphia. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I was, everyone kept saying, tweet this, tweet that. So I was like, okay, I'll go on this. And then, so I had <laughs> I those. That. And then, I want to give a quick little teachable moment. Well, this whole thing is hopefully a teachable moment. Right. And so after this, I've been very active on all of those, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and then also Pinterest to a smaller extent, more just kind of throwing stuff out there and LinkedIn, which is a little more for like establishing myself as an expert and like putting out when I'm going to give a talk or, you know, more for right. the professional development side. But then, so after that, I was like, I can't, I'm not going to do any more social media. Like no matter what else comes out, I'm not going to do it so and, much. Yeah. Then TikTok came out. <laughs> so what's funny is, and all the business gurus I've listened to all the podcasts I listen to on business, they all say, first yep. of all, don't spread yourself too thin on social media, pick one platform and dive deep into that. So I knew I already wasn't following that advice because I, I, I don't, I am selective on, um, on what I post on each platform. I don't, repost everything on every platform, but, right. um, but I do use all of them actively. And so I was like, I'm, I don't know, I'm going to go, it's, I'm going AMA, like against medical advice to go on TikTok. Right, right. But, um, I listened to Amy Porterfield's podcast episode and I, I, I know we're going to put it in the show notes, but it's episode 313. And it was all about how TikTok was kind of the next Instagram. And if you can get in early, you can like build your yeah. audience and use it for business. And I was like, let me just check it out. You know, it's not a lifelong commitment. I'll just, right. you know, and I can't not even, t- I mean, maybe I know you like TikTok and Reels too. I so love you it. You can identify. I just had this like love at first sight with TikTok. Like I was like, it just completely, it was a perfect amalgamation of all the things I love, you know, like yeah. dancing, yeah. it was quick, it was engaging, but you still can get words in there. So yeah. So then I, and I ended up being way more successful on TikTok in terms of like, you know, getting engagement than, than YouTube, which was a good teaching moment for me. So now I'm most active on Instagram and TikTok. And then I also post on Facebook on my business page and my personal page. So I think it's really important. You brought up a lot of really good points there about like, it it could be overwhelming for people, I think, to, to imagine being on all of those platforms, Mm -hmm. but you build slowly over time. Like, and I, it's funny, our journeys are kind of the same. I had a very similar, I started mostly on Facebook and then kind of learned Instagram and then just recently have, have started using TikTok. Mm -hmm. I will say that 
what Amy Porterfield said on that episode seems to be consistent with what I found out at the Social Media Marketing World Conference in March. So we joked in the Facebook group for that conference that it was the last conference in America before shutdown because it was March 1st. So it was right before, it was a week before (laughs) they shut everything down. So that conference, there were only a few different seminars on TikTok, but they were packed to the gills. And it was definitely the new thing that everybody was interested in. And at the time, I didn't really have the energy because I had gone there mostly focusing on learning, getting really deep, deep dive into Instagram, Mm -hmm. which it was so helpful for me. I definitely feel like I understand Instagram now. Uh, And I, I started delving into TikTok only because I had mental energy, right? I understood Instagram. I understood Facebook. I'm like, sort of on LinkedIn. I don't really go on there much. Sometimes I post things like, but generally Facebook and Instagram are where I am. Right. And when you feel like you learn a platform well enough, then you can make an executive decision as the owner of your business about if you want to add another platform and you can do it when it feels comfortable to you, when it feels like the right time. I saw people go into this seminar in March. I didn't care. I didn't get into it. I didn't, but then in August or September, I don't know when I started making them, I, I got really interested in it for whatever reason, you know, yeah. and my teenage daughter was at home still and could help me. So that was <laughs> how I got started. <laughs> but okay. I remember that. So let's talk about TikTok is when we, when we talk about TikTok, just really briefly, because I think maybe a lot of OTs are not, or, or therapists from other disciplines who may, may be listening, they're not there. So give everybody a really brief, like, what is TikTok? What is the format like on TikTok? Yeah. So it is, if you think of it as videos that are 15 seconds or less, typically. Yes. Short. Um, yeah. So, and think of, I was, it's funny that I was just describing this to my mom last night. <laughs> yeah. And you can imagine like on Facebook, you know how you scroll down, I use Facebook as an analogy, assuming everyone's on Facebook, mm-hmm. you scroll to actively down your feed. Whereas on TikTok, you have only one, one video is playing at a time. That is it. One video. And you could just can keep watching that video. You have two choices. Keep watching the video that's placed in front of you or flick it to go to the next one. And there's something that is so mesmerizing, I think, from the user interface standpoint that mm-hmm. you're not distracted. There's nothing on the side, like Facebook, there's ads on the side or anything. From the consumer's perspective, you're just like, I either watch or I flick. I, I'm quote now, you can, you can like something or you can comment on it. Sure. But it's like you get in this flow state, at least I do. And the thing that I also tell people about, so it's like, you know, it's a primarily, it's all visual and it's usually, there's usually some music with it and people are doing anything that you can do on a video. Some right. of them are cooking tutorials. Some of them are dancing. Some of them are just someone talking to the camera. Some of them are getting, giving their medications. I've done TikToks of myself giving my injection, you know, mm-hmm. for my rheumatoid arthritis medication. But the thing that I think is so powerful about it that I try to explain to people is like for Facebook, or a lot of other social media, there isn't anything within the platform that helps you create something. You just create something elsewhere. Like let's say I take a picture, I edit it in Photoshop or I edit it in, you know, Adobe Lightroom or whatever app I have. And then I put it on Facebook. Whereas TikTok is actually a video editing app. 
So you can do all these special effects and everything for free. So I was talking to someone today who doesn't, you know, they didn't agree with like the ethics of how TikTok is run as a business. And I was like, you could also just use it and then make private videos just for yourself and then re-upload them elsewhere because it's a really powerful video editing software, you know, not software, video editing app. Right. I, and I think it's important too, on TikTok, there is a culture of sharing Like there actually is like, and of course there's ethics around it. Like you don't want to take someone else's unique idea and dub over it your own voice and make it yours or whatever, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like use their voice for yours. But there is a culture of kind of spinning off from someone else's video or whatever. And I know actually that might, that might feed into what one of the questions I was going to ask you about, like getting ideas for things. So I think sometimes with TikTok or with reels and Instagram reels is almost the exact same as TikTok, you guys. So if it's real talk, people call it real talk, real talk. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. So they're, they're essentially almost the exact same platform. I mean, as far as like what you, what you do, it's a short, short video with a little text or voice and some music. So talking about like, how do you get ideas for these? I think sometimes people are like deer in headlights. They feel as though they're looking at a blank page and they have writer's block in front of the computer or whatever. So where do you get your ideas and how do you kind of keep track of your ideas? Yeah. So I think the, the good analogy would be for writer's block. What do you do? You read, right? You read to get ideas for mm-hmm. your own writer's block, I think is the typical advice. So yeah. it's the same with video. So if you're not sure what to make, then you, I, my advice always is before you start engaging in a social media platform is to quote unquote lurk first. <laughs> lurking, lurking is like a word people use to describe people on social media who just are consuming it without actively making anything and putting it out there. So, and that's totally a, a great way to start because then you get a sense of the norms. There's subcultures yeah. within each of these. You know, Twitter is a lot of advocacy. It's a lot of, you know, like we should do this, like us patients need to be listened to that kind of thing. Hmm. Whereas on, and there's some of that on TikTok, but TikTok is a lot of like humor. If you've used Tumblr, this is, I'm dating myself a little bit because Tumblr is not very popular anymore, but Tumblr was a popular one for a while there. I was engaged with a lot of people with chronic illnesses. there. really funny, humorous things, making light of it, you know? And then like Instagram's a lot more earnest, you know, Instagram is like, this pretty version of who you are a lot of times, you know, so you kind of want to lurk to know what the norms are because you don't want to like, but you know, when I post on Twitter, I have tried this just out of curiosity. I've posted like these beautiful photos of myself that I've had done. I'm not, I'm not beautiful, but I'm saying like beautiful photos, like quality, you you know, oh, thank you. I I know it growing up with a bunch of like unbelievably beautiful friends growing up. It's like, gives you a warped sense of what's normal. I'm like, I'm the most, I'm like, I'm Anna Green Gables and they are these, they are all Diana, you know? Um, so, but you know, these beautiful quality photos with that are touched up and the, and like, no one gives a crap on Twitter, you know, but they love it on Instagram. So you kind of have to know the norms, but also, yeah, you also have to think back to what's your, and I'm jumping ahead because we, we both, Laura and I, we have little notes here. We are like so prepared, but you want to also know what, what's your goal? Like, you know, keep in the back of your mind, if my goal is to, am I, am I primarily trying to build my like, no like, and trust? Am I trying to demonstrate my expertise in terms of the trust? Like, am I trying to teach Mm -hmm. people something? Am I trying to entertain them? Then you can look up hashtags like relevant to your niche. Like, so for me, my niche is really, really specific, but my product is very broad. So I have kind of like some unique 
problems mm-hmm. with that or challenges with that, I should say. But like, so rheumatoid arthritis is just a hashtag I look up. So hashtags, if you don't know already, they, they're the same yeah. for, you know, written and for videos, but you know, you have to, they're the topic that something's about that people have to manually enter when they make like a post. So like I would look up rheumatoid arthritis, right? That's like my specific niche, but also I, 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 alternate between looking at my specific niche, but also looking at the overall trends, like what's funny Mm -hmm. right now. And then how can I riff on that? And like, like you mentioned so well earlier, there's this culture, especially within TikTok and reels of like, take, like taking like a famous movie quote, for example, right. and like applying it to your situation. So one of them is like, there's this funny quote, The Office is really popular, the movie mm-hmm. or the, the show, The Office. And there's this one part where Dwight is like, could be one month, could be two months. And then Jim's like, could be three. He's like, could be. And then Jim's like, four. He's like, it's a real possibility. And, and, and so people use that for different things. Like how long is this quarantine going to last? Could be one month. It could be two months. It could be right. It could be right. Like, and so I, I riffed on that in terms of like looking, highlighting the uncertainty when you first get diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis yes. of like, when is the medication going to start working for you? So it's like, I asked my doctor, when's the medication going to start working? And it's like, could be one month, could be two months. And you're like, yes, three. And you're like, could be, could be four. Like, you know, so it's like finding ways to adapt the the trends. Like it's much easier to adapt for me, at least my brain, adapt the trends that are already out there to your situation rather than like, I'm going to create the next TikTok trend. That's much harder. Right. And on on TikTok, the trends, like that's my thing on TikTok. So like right now, my strategy, which is hilarious because I, we were joking before we started recording about if you could call it a strategy, yeah. I don't know. Like I just started playing with TikTok because it was fun. But what I what I quickly realized was that I do not intend to quote grow my audience on TikTok. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to grow my audience on TikTok. There are specific ways to do that by using popular music, by using what what's trending on the app at the, at that time. Right. Because there's certain songs that will trend or there's certain mm-hmm. challenges that will trend. And if you do them, then more people see your content and you get more followers. I'm not, I think I have 17 followers on TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> my, my point in using TikTok is that it is a very robust video editor, just like what you said. And I love that it's short and quick and a fun way to educate people that is not like just face to camera kind of boring well, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I try to be yeah. interesting, but it, you know, it's, it you, adds a creative right. element to building your audience and marketing. And so you can use TikTok and upload it to Instagram or upload exactly. it to Instagram reels, not, not even using reels. You could upload it to your story or upload it as a post. Like there's ways to use TikTok, even if you are building an audience on another platform like Instagram, I guess maybe only Instagram. I don't know if people share TikToks on LinkedIn, but <laughs> It's a little well, I've, I've shared them on actually one of, somebody requested that I post some of them on Twitter because he's on TikTok, but uh-huh. he says he's more active on Twitter. He's like, you should tag me in this one on Twitter. And so I got some good likes on that because yeah. again, I think the Twitter people, yeah, it's, it's, each, each one has its own, you know, it's subculture to know yeah, the and, culture. Yep. And one of the things I'm really trying to work on because I actually don't, I very rarely struggle with finding ideas. I'm like, I have too many ideas. That's usually my problem. And I can't sift through and like prioritize them. So, but so when I have a hard time with like kind of shiny object syndrome, where I just want to go to the next idea, I sometimes I've been trying to be a lot more strategic lately and be like, okay, 
what have I already done? So I'm saying to somebody who maybe this works for people who are like me, who have too many ideas and people who don't have enough ideas, look at what you've already created and how can you adapt that? So if I have an article, I did this recently. So it was like the six things everyone with arthritis should know. I spent all this time making this beautiful Canva image. It's a lead, it's a Canva download. It's a lead magnet for my business. But then I was like, okay, well, let me make that into a visual like video because I hadn't done it as a video yet. Like, you know, so there's a lot of people that are really strategic. They're like, I'm going to do a blog post and a podcast and a TikTok. And like, they have it all. Like, I don't, I'm not at that stage yet where it's all perfectly in harmony, but you know, you could go backwards and look at like a something that the content that people resonated with, or like the emails in the past that resonated, you know, on your email list or something in the, in, in the culture that you're in, let's say it's for autism. Is there a really popular article right now that everyone's talking about with autism? You could do your own reaction to it or your own take on it. So, you know, there's really just, don't think that you have to like go into like a cold dark room and like on your own like like the yeah. people who like go write a novel by themselves you know in like the cabin <laughs> in the woods like that I mean yeah. if that process works for you you can like hash out a year's worth of content in like a weekend at a <laughs> cabin but I think probably more realistically is you know start with what's already kind of captivating people or what's already you've done well with and then yes build from that I think also encouraging people to not it, it, that thing I say better done than perfect like mm-hmm. it it is so important to just put stuff out there. I really believe that as entrepreneurs, like if you are going to grow your business, if you want to be considered a thought leader in your industry, you need to be creating content more than you are consuming content. And I just, Alexis Joel on Instagram, she's, I love her. She just posted something about taking a break. You know, like it's okay to take a break from social media. And we got into this discussion. The comment discussion was just very rich with, with people Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, kind of burnout on content creation. Well, it's okay to take a break. And yeah. Anyway, I got off track there. No, but. but actually, can I add to that really quick? Because one of my other business goals, not that I've written this down anywhere or have a business plan, but is that, um, <laughs> is to, I heard something on Jenna Kutcher's podcast. She does the um, Gold Digger podcast. And she said, you know, a lot of people spend 90% of the time on their content and 10% of their time promoting it. And it should be inverse. You should, yeah. be, you should spend 10% of the time on the content and 90% promoting it or just making sure it's being seen. And that is completely characterizes like some of one of the, I guess the problem I would say in, in, in my business, if I was going to critique myself is that I love creating content. I don't yeah. get tired of it. I very rarely burn out of it. I could just sit there and do like lives all day. Like, it's just like, like I'm so right. extroverted, you know, except it's really my chronic illness that comes down to, you know, making me not be able to do it. You know, right. like some type, type of stuff. Yeah. I, I never, I almost rest. never have a feeling of like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I love right. doing this stuff. But if you just keep creating, 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 and you never actually, this is a little bit of a side note from what you're talking about. So I'm tangenting from your tangent. It's okay. But, but, you know, that I, if I just, make, make, make. And this is what I used to do before I really had like an audience I was connected with. I felt I had a blog. I started the blog and also in 2010 mm-hmm. when I started the Twitter and it was like, I would just spend all this time on a blog post and then just hit post and then just like go off and make the next thing. Like I wouldn't make sure that that was then shared anywhere else, right. you know, so I'm not leveraging right. it. So, so that, that's something that I think people could think about too, is it's not like you need to make one new video a day. You could again, make one TikTok. Yeah. And turn that and and have that tie into like your latest product or your latest podcast or I'm trying to think of what the people in your audience are doing. You know your latest lead magnet. Like it can all 
it doesn't have to be fractured. It can all be like coherent. <laughs> that's my <Yes>. goal. <laughs> well, there's so much. I mean, that's a that's a very good point because part of, I guess, I think of content creation like what I really kind of lump in there with it is the promotion. You know, it's mm-hmm. really not content creation. It's really like getting it out there too. So I love that you kind of broke it down because I think it helps us in our minds to have kind of a framework or a checklist to go through to think about like, okay, how much time, and I am actually writing notes here because how much time are we spending consuming? It's okay to consume. You have to consume content to understand the culture of a platform, right? Mm-hmm. But, but to engage, you need to spend time engaging while you're consuming content, you need to spend time creating the content and then you need to spend time promoting. And so I think it helps to think of those as distinct different things that we do on social media yes. to, to grow our businesses. So anyway, I'm yeah. glad you said that. That's a oh, good, good. <laughs> thank a good you, Jenna Kutcher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. And our, uh, our, uh, tangents are, are creating yeah. great valuable See, this content. Is what, for us. Yes. It's great. <laughs> Okay. So let's see. Okay. Let's move into tools, like the Mm -hmm. actual like things that you use. Cause I have some things to share too. It was really great to see your list because I was like, Oh, I don't, Oh, interesting. You know, so we can kind of compare and contrast notes on, on tools that we use because people always love a good, like recommendation for something that works to save them time scrolling on Amazon, comparing ring lights or whatever. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yes. And well, okay. I will brief, just very briefly say that between the years 2005 and 2008, I first volunteered and then worked for a nonprofit that did something called digital storytelling. And this uh-huh. is and what we were on is what's called the bleeding edge. You know, you can be on the cutting edge of something. We were on the bleeding edge of video and social media back when we, uh, it, it, it long story short, it was a very labor intensive process to make a three minute video. Yeah. The goal was to make videos by kids for kids in different cultures for cross cultural education. It was wonderful. I got to go to India and Guatemala and all these places. Wow. But I know it's really fantastic. No, it's so weird how arthritis life is like literally the culmination of everything I've huh. ever done, except for maybe so cool. the. And when, once I get the juvenile arthritis section, then it will get into pediatrics. And so it will be full circle. But the point being, I have, so I'm 39. I was born in 1981. And oh, and my dad, after the Vietnam War, he came back home. And this is, I'm going so far back, but he majored in visual communications and he did video editing and stuff. So I grew up with that VHS. My dad would come to my soccer games with the giant VHS recorder and you recorded onto the giant VHS literal tape. And then we come back home and we would make, so I have always thought, you know, love video editing as like a hobby. But, um, and, but so I have lived through this revolution of technology to where it took forever to do anything before. And now you can just do it all on your phone. So all I have to say, those young people are like, just skip forward 30 seconds while us old people rant, but it's like, this is amazing. But but no, it's, it's so wonderful that you bring this up because I think again, if you're not already using video in your business, you can feel a little like, oh my gosh, to even do that is just the thought of doing it. But there are tools that make it very easy to do this. Very easy. Thank you for bringing it. You don't have to be tech savvy. I mean, I'm okay on tech, but like you don't have to be tech savvy to use a lot of these tools. They're very user-friendly. No. They, they, yeah. really, they really are. And what's fascinating to me is that Adobe Premiere Elements, which is the video editing software I use when I'm doing a long, a much more involved video, like one sure. that has multiple video elements. This is 
this is not what I'm doing on like TikTok or anything, but that is actually set up almost exactly the same now. It's a version like 19 as it was in version like three in 2005. So Mm -hmm. the way that these are set up is very visual, very intuitive for a lot of people. Just yeah, just to say that this never been easier to do video editing. And and that doesn't mean to, to shame you if it's hard for you, but just know that we're at least living through the time when it's the most easy. So, you know, and the world has changed so much just in the last year, there's something called um, the good enough revolution. Have you heard of this? No, but it sounds like I would love it. You would love it. (laughs) So this actually, okay. So this is again, uh, so when the iPhone came out in 2007, that was a really, really big change because before that, if you wanted to take pictures of your life, you had to bring a camera, an actual bigger camera. You didn't have your cell phone with you every First of all, people didn't bring their cell phones with them all the time. Second of all, you had to bring a camera if you wanted like a separate camera. Did you, I you, remember like, this. I was, like, I was like, what's the big deal? But so the point is that, but professional photographers were like laughing, like, well, no one's ever going to like, like the quality of a smartphone picture. Like this, these are right. terrible. Like, but you know, around, you know, the late 2000s, early 2010s, there, this good enough revolution would happen where people were like, it's good enough. Like that blurry uh, image, you know, from your night out with your friends, from your cell phone, all people really want is them to capture the memory. They don't want it to be the world's best, you know, photography exhibit winning picture. So it's, you know, there were a lot of people that didn't think that, that people would ever, yeah, make, you know, now there's full length feature videos on, you know, in, in film contests and stuff on, you know, on iPhone. So all that to say, sorry, again, long tangent, but I, when I started my project in 2019, I bought the professional, you know, the, I have a DSLR camera already that I, that I used, which is a digital single lens reflex, which is the nicer cameras to do yeah. my, to do my quote unquote talk show at the time. And then, and I got my big box light lighting set. So I have the ESS, ESDDI softbox photography lighting kit. But yeah, I don't even think I'd ever heard of a ring light back then. I wasn't planning on doing anything really on my phone, you know, Um, because I was thinking, well, this is going to be like a a visual like talk show and an in-person interview. So I have videos of myself in, you know, you know, September, October, November of 2019, going to different, like my friends who are patients or providers going to Mm -hmm. a rheumatology office and, and videoing with these nice equipment. But right now, because so I'm, I'm, I'm going to link this good enough revolution to COVID now, everyone is not only used to seeing kind of grainy cell phone quality pictures, we're used to seeing bad quality videos now. So you know how like now newscasters and stuff are like doing their news from their living rooms, right? And we're right. just oh, we've all seeing so yeah. many things that it's like, the visual quality has just become so much less important. So um, yeah. that's why, you know, so initially I was thinking something that would set me apart would be that like I had the, you know, good quality. It wouldn't look super homemade, but now I've totally right. gone full circle. And I think I do 95% of what I do on my iPhone now because yeah. for, and second, second, not only is it that it's the norm now, also um, audiences or, or clients are more savvy. And they actually, I, I saw something, I wish I could remember the, where I saw it, that people on Facebook, for example, if you make your Facebook ad look too nice and slick, people just scroll by it quicker. Yeah. If it looks homemade, yeah. people watch it because they think yeah. it's one of their friends. That that was that was so that was a point that was made multiple times at the social media marketing world oh, conference really? was that people want authenticity. They do not want perfection. 
Yeah. They do not want to see you being perfect all the time and your crafted video that's been perfectly edited with you looking perfect. What they want to see is a genuine, authentic human being. And so they were saying that, that we need to just get over our, you know, our fear of doing video and put our face out there, put ourselves out there and, and just don't worry about it. So, and it's consistent with what I hear you saying that you don't really need a uh, you don't you don't need fancy equipment to do this. Really, your phone and I, I just got a ring light. Like it's it was thirty dollars, twenty dollars on Amazon. I mean, yeah, you do need good. You do need. I was going to say lighting. Lighting do is don't li- do a dark video. Like yeah, poor lighting be able is to see distracting. <laughs> yeah, and the be- the the cheapest thing is to go near a window. You know, that's the advice you always see is get natural light or go outside. You know, and audio quality. So people are for one of my old, uh, coworkers at the photography and video storytelling nonprofit. He said, you know, people will forget, even though he was a videographer and photographer, he said, people will forgive poor visuals, but they won't forgive poor audio. In the sense, like if your audio is really bad, it's so yeah. grating to listen to that people will stop listening. So yeah. you need to have good. And again, it's that, where's that good enough threshold? You kind of have to figure it out. But like I do, you know, I do have a, a lapel microphone and I do finally, I, I got a actual microphone for my podcast, yeah. but I, for, for regular videos, again, um, most of my TikToks, I'm not speaking. Um, actually, right. and for the first like 30 of them, I didn't know how to layer my own voice over. So I, so I didn't. And I also yeah. just, it was a challenge. Yeah. For the kind of stuff on social media, I usually don't need a good audio recorder, but if it's like a podcast, you know, you want to think about that, but, but yeah, you know, good yeah. lighting will make a huge difference. Oh yeah. I was going to say little, little fun fact. A lot of people define photography as painting with light. Have you ever heard that definition? Oh no, I haven't. Yeah. So it is really your, your cameras, everything work and the physics of it, I don't understand completely, but it works through, you know, making sense of light. So the more light right. that you have, you know, or it's hard to compensate also if it's quote unquote blown out. If you have so much light in your face that the pixels are like completely blown out, like either completely yeah. white or completely so dark, it's completely black. You can't compensate for that, like in an editing software or anything. But yeah, the majority of things I'm doing is just my iPhone. <laughs> um, right. But, and then video and editing. Good lighting. <laughs> and good lighting. Yeah. And then, you know, if I'm doing again, like I have done some marketing videos where I'm doing something that more advanced where I'm like putting, I'm layering between text elements, like text coming in and out and then cartoon image style images and then me. And then like, so that is, I use Premiere Elements, Adobe Premiere Elements for that. But for the vast majority, again, I'm using just the innate capabilities of TikTok or Instagram Reels. And then there's one app I do use called Video Leap which is, there's a small fee for it, but yeah. buy something called light tricks and it really makes it easy to do quick edits and you can layer images over or videos over each other and like select parts of it. So let's say you want, like I figured out how to do some of those like quote unquote magic effects where it's like you make things magically appear by pointing to right. them like actual objects. So I like video leap. Another um, one that I know a few of us use, I think actually Joelle I mean, Alexis, Alexis, Joel, I was like, that's her Instagram name. Alexis told me about, um, Clipomatic, which is a, a video thing that gives automatic text captions up to a minute. So that's okay. good for like Instagram stories where I want the text to automatically come down. Yeah. So on the bottom and then, you know, for in terms of desktop or internet browser, like programs, 
I do, I am a Powtoon Pro person, which again, that does like the cartoon style graphics. You might've heard of like Toonly. There's a whole bunch of them. And for people yeah. who like to do those, that, that handwriting effect where you have the person's hand. Yeah. I, I think that's fun. And then, and it can be really engaging. Certain audiences really like that. And then well, clips, it's really, yeah. it's, oh, it's really on brand with your brand too. Like the pouch, yeah. like your logo is very fun and mm-hmm. very playful and really bright colors. And like the Powtoon, like that cartoon effect is really on brand for you and you use it so well. Like it's, oh, thank you. I, I'm like, how do you get that little person to write the thing or whatever? <laughs> I've never it's played really in Powtoon. Yeah. No, you'll, so. you would figure it out in a heartbeat. Like in that, yeah, the, all these programs have like little, you know, great tutorials because it's a very competitive space. Now they all are trying to do a really good job, you know, to get people to stay with them. And, you know, even Canva now is doing video, right? Canva, which a lot of us use for images. You can do videos. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, I've only used it for static. I mean, for like, for like a little bit of short videos. Yeah. Like like where the text comes in or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yep, you can I knew also that. upload your own video and then add your own text. Yeah, it's it's not very robust at all. At all okay. But just just know that they, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they added more to their video just because video is so they hot right will. now. Yeah. yeah. And then you asked about keeping track of ideas. I do just have a notes app on my iPhone so that when I'm scrolling, especially through TikTok, I have something that's all like TikTok ideas. And then, you know, one of the things is I sometimes take, I'm sure you even, you obviously know people can't see me, but I'll take a screenshot of like what the effect looks like. If I have a, a, an effect that I find that I like, like a special effect, I mostly oh, yeah, yeah. Effects. and I'll take a screenshot because then I don't know how to find it again. So, cause yeah, it's not so you're talking to... about, let's frame this for people because oh, yeah. they can't see what you just showed me. So She's talking about in TikTok, there are different effects you can do where it like will multiply your face and show like 400 of your face on the screen or something Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. So there's all these different effects, but they're really, there's so many of them and it's really hard to sort through them all. They're not listed or named and it's just a little icon and it's kind of hard to keep it all, keep track of it all. So it's good to like remind yourself what the actual little icon looks like of the effect that you may want to use in a future video. So yes, um, thank you for painting that word picture. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I just, wanted to oh yeah, so oh, go, go, go ahead. Really hold on really quick. Cause I wanted yeah. to add something to what you said. So the, the video editing app that I use, which I, it's probably similar to video leap. Mm-hmm. It's called InShot, and it's recommended. Um, I learned about it on the movement maestro, you know, Shante, Coco. Oh yes, I she, love the movement maestro. She's, yes, she's fabulous with TikToks. Oh, if you want to watch TikToks, <laughs> so so she recommended that in her little mini course on TikTok, and I think it was like thirty dollars for lifetime access. So wow, I bought it because I was like, she just was like, just buy it. It's worth it. Just buy whatever. Buy the lifetime mm-hmm. access. It's worth whatever they're charging for it. And that was the one. And I know she's used a lot of different ones. So that's, that's a comment she's for people. Great. Oh, maybe we mm-hmm. should put a list in the show notes because I, I'm certainly not the only, you know, occupational. I know she's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you know, there's totally. some other occupational therapists doing, you know, there's um, Tiffany Christine is extremely popular on TikTok. I think she just reached 1 million likes or something. And, you know, Shannon and Audrey are doing amazing things on Instagram Reels. So there's definitely more and more people, you know, every week more people mm-hmm. are getting into the whole video 
game, you know, a social media video. And yeah, I think it's a good idea to just keep a running list, whether it's on your, you know, an email to yourself or I keep it on the notes app because it is really hard to remember like some of these, maybe you find a sound that you really like or a song that you really like, but you're not really sure whether it's the right time to use it. Like I have, you know, I try to do things like I sprinkle in like the personal stuff, like with me and my dog or me Mm -hmm. and my family. So I'm not doing like 10 of those in a row, right? But I have one that's like called a little kid, there's a little girl's voice saying, that's just my baby dog. That's just my baby dog. And I'm like, okay, I'll put that in there. You know, like this, I'm going to use that actually for showing my dog, um, my hands-free dog leash, which is an arthritis thing, but it's also like awesome cute dog video. So I try to kind of, I don't have a, a lot of people say to have like a formal schedule, like a social media content calendar. And, you know, I, in my mind, I try to keep track of like, alternating the kinds of content. Like again, yeah. my four main ones are like the life hacks, the, you know, the patient perspectives, the general education and advocacy stuff. So I try to kind of alternate between those, but you know, some people do find that having like a master calendar is really helpful. Yeah. I do sketch out my calendar ahead of time. If I'm doing if it's like a launch week for my online course, right. But the rest of the time, I just keep it an running list. And it's like you were saying earlier with authenticity. If you're just feeling something on one day, if you're just like mm-hmm. cracking up because you think this video is so fun, it's going to come across. Like yes. there's definitely times where I'm just like, I'm so tired right now. Like it's, I'm more, I'm a morning person. So in, it's, it is in the afternoon that I tend to crash. So yeah. oh, oops, I was just turning this. On. Oh, here's still the OT. She came up on my TikTok. She's amazing too. <laughs> um, so you know, if I'm not going to do like, a, a really active one in the afternoon, right? I'm not going to probably do any of them, but sometimes I've been like really surprised. I'll be like, I'm really tired, but I just want to crank one out. And then yeah. that one ends up being like one of my most popular ones is when I, I just have, and this is just a great example. Like I have all these arthritis gadgets and I put them in a little stack and I use this, this kind of trending song or trending sound that was like, people think I'm obsessed with it, but I'm okay with that. I am obsessed with it, you know? And, and I think there's nothing wrong with that or whatever it says, you know? And so, and what's funny is you would think, you know, these are like things that are associated with like really boring devices that, you know, you learn about in OT school, Mm -hmm. you have a giant medication box and you have, and it's like, you don't really associate like now I, I still call myself a young person or I get called a young person again, because I'm almost middle age, (laughs) almost 40. So I don't know, but you know, See, a lot of people loved seeing a young person, quote unquote, yeah. using like arthritis gadgets, first of all. So that, and that was a surprise to me though, even though like I could have maybe if I really thought of it, I might've been able to predict that. But I, I started off by talking about like, you never know if, if you're not in the mood, sometimes it still, it works in your favor. A lot of times it doesn't. But that day I remember just being, I was really tired. I'm like, I haven't posted in a while. Let me just crank this out and I'll take a nap. And then I wake up yeah. and it's got like 5,000, yeah. you know, people watched it. And then I, and, and so the, what's great about this is that the audience tells you, right? The audience yes. gives you the metrics and yes, it is vanity metrics to some extent. You know, it's not that sometimes it's vanity metrics, like, you know, a bunch of people liking a, a video. If it's just like my dog wagging his tail and being really cute, that might not translate to my actual business outcomes long-term, yes. although it does help with an elect trust. But other times it, it, it does tell me like, what are people like, I didn't realize people were so interested in the gadgets and the life hacks, like, and that they had never been taught. I mean, I yeah. had an inkling, but they had never been taught the basic things that a first year OT student, the patients don't get taught about yeah. um, adaptive assistive devices for arthritis. It's just really tragic. So, so I'm like able to use these like fun media, you know, fun media like mm-hmm. video to 
fill a need. And it's just a great right. feeling. So sorry, I just that's, was on like four different tangents. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I thought, I thought of a few things that, cause we never really talked about. I, I think that's, I agree with you that I am not someone who schedules everything out unless it's a launch. Like that's yeah. the only time I schedule things is during like, okay, card is open for this product I have for seven days and I need to be showing up and I need to be sharing very specific information with people. I'll write a schedule for that. But my social media for my at Laura Park Fig account on Instagram, because my, my private practice is managed by someone else, but mm-hmm. my social media on that account is all my content when I feel like doing it. Yeah. And if I don't feel like posting for a week, I don't care. I'm still there. I'll still engage with people yeah. and talk to people, but I don't put pressure on myself to like force myself to produce content. And so mm-hmm. I think that works for me. But yeah. what that leads me into, it sounds like it works for you too. Like you just do it when you feel like you want to do it. And sometimes it's not going to be that great, but you'll do it because you know you should post something, whatever. But mm-hmm. also that led me into the thought that we had, I think, talked about before we recorded again, yeah. that, <laughs> that not everyone is super extroverted. You and I are both yeah. very extroverted. And I really want this episode to empower everyone who's listening that you have something unique to share with the world. You mm-hmm. are your own person. No one else has had your life experience. No one else has your exact business, your exact perspective on things. And even if you are an introverted person, you don't have to, on social media, be dancing and showing the inner workings of your relationships in your family or what I think yeah. the way I might or Cheryl might because we're yeah. just extroverted people. So I, yeah. I don't want people to think that they have to be super talkative and always you know, really energetic or whatever. Because the more you lean into who you are as a person, the more you are going to I- attract your ideal customer to work with because they're going to know the real you and they're going to know about your business. And so I, I forgot that we hadn't kind of touched on that. Yeah. And I, wanted to, I wanted to make sure that we said that because I was like, oh my gosh, she does it the same way I do. And then I'm like, but a lot of people like to schedule stuff out. And then I was like, oh yeah, people are different. That's, yeah. that's the message here. <laughs> I love that walk down your thought process. Right, yeah. Right. And I think, you know, I think it's, I think the reality is if you're an exuberant extrovert, it is easier to come across as engaging on video. Like let's yeah. not try, I don't think we could try to like mask over that by some sort of like wishful thinking, like sure. yeah. it's a little bit easier to be engaging. And I actually do remember before I started my, the YouTube channel, I did watch a few just I mean, again, I, I've always felt confident, I'm probably too confident on video, but I felt, I watched a few things of like, you know, the five biggest mistakes YouTubers make or how to avoid yes. them. And you know, it, was all, it was mostly about the, the lighting and the audio, but also one of them said is, is, you know, you need to, one of these pieces of advice, you may agree with it or disagree. It was like, be about 20% more animated than you feel is normal. Not to, to say not be yourself, but because you you actually come across as more flat on video than yes. you do in real life. So, I've heard that too. Yeah. You know, and it has surprised me because yeah, I consider myself a very animated person and I've watched some of my earlier videos and I'm like bored, you know? So like I had a nine minute video of like showing different eyedrop holders for arthritis. Like, and it's nine minutes, Laura, nine minutes, <laughs> nine minutes of me talking about this. Like only an OT could talk about eyedrop holders for nine minutes because I'm like, <laughs> doing like an in-depth activity analysis. It has like 137 views. And I do like a TikTok of like showing this, you know, same eyedrop thing for 15 seconds. 
with like a funny song. And like, that's all people care about. They want, like you said, yes. they want their problems to be solved. Now, yeah. I, in my case, they do like to connect to me as a patient because they are, you know, I am a patient too. So when I share my personal story, it's not just like I'm the founder of a business and I share yes. my personal story and they don't care. They're like, oh, I care because she has arthritis too. So it's, you know, but, but they definitely, at the end of the day are looking for, they either want to feel, people want to feel less alone, you know, through yeah. hearing these stories, or they want to have their quote unquote, their problems solved through, you know, being educated. And something that actually Melissa had to remind me of, which you'd think this is a little bit of a role reversal. Cause I'm like the kind of like out there, like, you know, um, really, uh, kind of dancing and stuff. I'm trying not to use yeah. the word crazy. I was going to say crazy. And I was like, don't say crazy, but um, cause I'm trying not to say that, but you know, she was like, Cheryl entertainment is valuable to people too. Yes. Yes. You know, people yep. who are in pain, if you can bring a smile and I was like, I've totally overlooked that. Right. I, I need to teach them in the life hack stuff so they can right. live their life to the fullest, uh, you know, from the occupational therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, Oh, I just love seeing that. So I get these comments and I was like, I just like, they're like, 15 years old. I'm like, I just love seeing that. Like you're married. Yeah. You know, that you have a kid like that. I, I gave have them a- hope you gave yes. them hope and I'm brighten their I'm day. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I did get married. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's, it's, it's so, it's such a good point because it's, you're, you're talking about how marketing, like what we do, anything we put out in the world for our businesses is marketing, right? But marketing does not have to be boring. And in fact, it's probably more effective if you are entertaining, having fun with it, leaning into who you really are, being able to educate while you entertain. That's a gold mine right there, which is why TikTok and Reels are so great for for our businesses. Because it's short, it's quick, but it does require like thoughtfulness about how you get your point across in that very short time that you have. And it is, and you know, and have you ever heard that phrase? Like, I'm sorry, my letter was so long. I didn't have time yes. to make it shorter. Mark yes. Twain, I think said yeah, that. Mark Maybe. Twain, yeah. Remember. So, you know, it was interesting. So this, this is a real synchrony thing happening this week where I was approached by a nonprofit that I have volunteered with as a writer to write articles for them in the past. And they approached me this week asking if I would be interested in like a three month contract to do their TikTok videos for them and for, for money. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh. okay, so I've made also made videos for other people for, for a fee as well, fee per video. And mm-hmm. um, one of them is an educational website for people with rheumatic diseases. And, you know, it was interesting because they were, they initially quoted me a rate that was, you know, oh, well, they, we just want you to make three 30 second videos per, per month. And I had to kind of explain to them that like, it's actually harder for me to make a 30 second video than like a five minute video. Like I have to really think about how to get everything across, you know? So um, I didn't, I still didn't do as good a job as I could have advocating for myself in that case, because I am working on my own money mindset for many reasons. So, you know, it's always a work in progress, but for this one, my first thought was, Oh, I I shouldn't tell them too much money because it's like, they're just going to think, well, it's 15 seconds. But then I was like, no, it's, it's Absolutely. hard to get your yes. point across in 15 seconds. It, yes, it is. Yeah. And so anyway, that was an interesting experience, but also for me, it was a nice full circle where like initially, again, I was trying to follow the business advice of not trying one more social media. I'm already diluted enough as it is. I'm on Instagram, yes. I'm on tick, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, but then I kind of went with my gut because I just really liked TikTok. And like you were saying, it's fun. I just had fun yeah. with it. And now it's leading me to a business opportunity 
that I wouldn't have had if I had just tried to take yes. the advice of the business gurus. So, and if it is, and if you and your gut are like, I just don't want to show my face on video, I'm not comfortable with it for whatever reason. Like when we're talking about, you know, whether you feel introverted or shy, you can make great videos. You know, if you, if let's say you're a lymphedema therapist, there's one I know of on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, you can make a video that's just close up on the hand, you know, showing yeah. some, the, the massage, or you can make one of these explainer videos. They're called, they're called explainer videos with the cartoon ones where it's like the, it's like almost like an animated info graphic where you have like the, sure. the, the percentage comes up and then the guys, you know, talking. So, you know, you could still use video. Doesn't, you don't have to be using it as, you know, Your yourself. Yeah. You could yep. do drawings. I mean, this is what's funny is yep. people are liking old school stuff now, you know, so little right. drawings, little animated, pic, you know, pictures of um, yourself, little drawings that you've made to music, you know? So yeah. I would say, I think that I think that there is something though about the business owner, especially when you're first getting started mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. building the, the know, like, and trust slash expertise. I always add expertise. Cause I feel like you can know, like, and trust someone, but not think they're an expert, you know, oh, totally. That's been like, one of my problems. Like, yeah. Like, so that's what my mom, my mom said, like, after the day, she's like, don't you worry that these funny videos are undermining your authority? And my mom's like the most, my mom is extremely introverted. We're extremely close, but we're like opposites. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so she's, and she's just asking like, not in a judgmental way whatsoever. She's just right. like completely confused. She's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. 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 Aren't people thinking that you're just some random person who dances? Like, she's like, you're really smart and they should know that. Like, right, right, right. Aren't, why aren't you telling them how smart you are? And, <laughs> right. And so I, you know, I've struggled with that balance. I want to be relatable and it's a very thin, I, it's a very small needle I'm threading or the th- the opening of the needle I'm putting through the thread yeah. is, is small. I want to be relatable enough to where they're like, she gets it because she's a patient yep. too, but I'm also like, but I'm an expert because I'm an occupational therapist and I want you to pay yes. my product. <laughs> yes. So it's a very, in some, I have had to get to the point where I'm like, something that James Wedmore said, and I know other people have said too, that you have to not only work on attracting your ideal client, you have to actively repel the people that aren't your ideal client. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I kind of came to this conclusion that if someone doesn't like being taught by somebody who is going to teach an online course, who the, the teacher of the course is me, is very exuberant and uses humor right. and is kind of like going on tangents. Like if right. they don't like my personality they shouldn't buy my product anyway. Yes. So if it, my personality yes. is coming through from a dancing video or from something else, you know, and it's just, it's worth the risk to me. I, I've decided I, and I, uh, of it's worth the risk of people yes. thinking that I'm not an authority. Um, and I'm honestly seeing a lot of doctors. I followed a bunch of doctors on TikTok and they yeah. are doing amazing things while still showing that they are human beings, Yes, you know? So. Yes. Well, you're, and you're so much goodness there. Everyone needs oh, to just like hit hit the back button, the 30 oh. second back button for like a minute and listen to that again. Seriously, because what you're saying is that when you, as an entrepreneur, this is what I love, love, love about entrepreneurship is that you will attract your ideal client when you are yourself, when you are who you are. And so I was super nervous when I was leading this first group coaching program I did last summer. Mm. And I was so nervous. Like that first phone call, I remember being like, oh my gosh, I just have to lead this group coaching call with like 25 people. And you know what calmed my nerves? What? These people signed up for this. They, yeah. They know me. They paid for this. Like they know me already. They know me from the podcast. They know me from who I am showing up in the world on social media. And so 
I don't need to be nervous because like, this isn't like I'm offering something for free that the whole world is going to see. It's people who chose to be in my program. So I can kind of rest easy that, Mm -hmm. that that's a supportive environment. Then they already know me. They already know I'm not a quiet, calm person. Mm -hmm. They know I'm going to be like moving along and like keeping the energy high. Right. Uh, people have called me enthusiastic and intense lately. And I was like, I don't, those, those words, are good. Okay, that's a compliment. I guess. Oh yeah. I, I think that's a compliment. I, I, don't a compliment. See, I don't, I don't know if they were said in complimentary ways, <laughs> but I'm well, trying to embrace it. It's wrong. just who I am. Like it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to change. Right. I'm not going to become a quiet Zen. Oh my gosh. Quietly and is very calm all the time. That's just not my personality. And so more power to you though, if that is who you are, you can the people, create you'll find those people. Yes, yeah. you can create your business around who you are as a person. And that is like the beauty of entrepreneurship is that there's room in the world for all these like different personalities to have their own ideal customers. And I think it's what really keeps you from feeling that sense of like competitiveness or comparison that we all feel. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe I feel it worse than others because I'm an Enneagram eight, which mm-hmm. is like dominant domineering manager, controlling person. But but I do think all of us feel it because the social media world is like set up that way for comparison, right? Like you see what other people are doing and you feel like, oh my gosh, Cheryl's putting out all this amazing content. I can't keep up with that. That's (laughs) Oh no. And yeah, someone just sent a message like that to me and I had this vision in my mind. I'm a very visual person. I can't always bring my visions to life, but of like, a bar graph where it's like, it's the delta between the things you want to do and what you've done. That delta, yeah. if it's a deficit, then you feel like you're not doing very much. So even if I'm doing a hundred videos a month, but I my I have an idea for 300 videos, I feel there's a delta, yes. there's a deficit, yeah. you know, but something I wanted to say about the, you know, attracting the people that, that you want, it also has to do with like, it, it, I'll share about my case. So something that I felt really passionate about in the space of chronic illness and rheumatoid arthritis is that I wanted to create a product that is informed by this perspective called acceptance and commitment therapy, which mm-hmm. is a, it's a mindfulness and behavior approach. It's a little bit like takes, take mindfulness and actually cognitive behavior therapy, weirdly enough, yeah. and combine parts of them and you get act. So it's about being able to tolerate the present moment as it is and not, not about acceptance doesn't mean resignation or giving up. It just means this is what it is in the moment. Yeah. And then committing yourself to what's important in your life and connecting with your values and then taking action, meaningful action. This is like the most yes. OT congruent like frame of reference I've never, like most OTs haven't heard of, but a lot of OTs are starting to hear of it. But the point is, I think in the, in the chronic illness space for, for rheumatic disease, the, the treatment this is all going to make sense in a second, believe me. The treatments for rheumatoid arthritis are the most expensive ther- drug therapies other than cancer and chemotherapy. So they're my, every injection I give myself is worth a thousand dollars. So by the end of the year, I have spent, my insurance company has covered $52,000. And so the point of that is there is, it's a very, cl- there's a lot of people in this space that are trying to get at this audience. Yeah. Right. And so of yeah. course there's a drug company commercials. Now those are obviously people who are, you know, have a lot of money and they're trying to make this right. perfect little image, but the more insidious is the people who are trying to peddle these natural cures and these natural healing things. Now this is nothing against anyone who feels that they've tried to diet or a supplement and that's helped them. But something right. that I felt was really missing was like, somebody needs to just say, what if it never gets better? 
Like, what if this is the life you have? And this is really, this is really what applies to chronic pain in general. Like there are people out there who no doctor is going to fix it. No therapist can fix it. And it sounds like it's scary to think about, but that is the reality. It's like, almost like if you think about, this is going to sound like a weird analogy, but like spinal cord injury, like if you know that you have a complete spinal cord injury, like I'm not to speed on the latest research, but let's say as it was yeah. when I went to school, like sure. you have to accept if you have a like thoracic spinal or a cervical spinal cord injury, you're not going to walk. And you can, right. once you accept that, you can actually engage in your life, right? But people yeah. with diseases that are like potentially make it better, potentially make it worse, they get into this kind of cycle, this toxic cycle of like trying the next thing. Well, mm. I'm going to try turmeric. Well, I'm going to try ginger. Well, I'm going to try these copper gloves. Well, I'm going to yeah. try, well, this person tells me, and there's, there's, I get targeted by these people. So they're like, oh, well, you just need to take in their health coaches and life coaches. Yeah. And that's a whole yeah. other conversation, but um, <laughs> don't get me you know, started. The AIP on that one. <laughs> diet, the autoimmune diet, the this or that diet. And it's like, somebody needs to say, this is what you have. It might get better. It might not, but what can you do yeah. right now? How can you integrate some life hacks? How can you look at your mental health and your stress, manage your stress? How can you explain it to friends and family? And so for yeah. me, my initial, this is where it comes back to the thought, my initial limiting belief that Melissa helped me work through was I was like, but people don't want to pay. They only want to pay for a cure or a healing. They only want to pay to cure their arthritis or heal it. Cause there's tons of people out there who are doing online courses of how to heal your autoimmune disease through yeah. my diet plan through this Eastern medicine plan and that. And, and she, you know, she helped point out to me that that was, that was a limiting belief that I had. And it's, it's potential for some people. It's true. They don't want to they, they don't want to pay for compensatory. I'm really doing compensatory strategies in yeah. my program, yeah. but there are, but what I've found, like you said, you find your audience. I have just been blown away. So I've done this online course that I've created the rheumatoid arthritis roadmap three times now. And I just started the fourth time last yesterday. If you include the beta program that started in, in during the pandemic in March, but yeah, like great. I've gotten the most realistic people. Like they're yeah. like, we can all hold hope for a better future and hope for a cure, but what can we do right now? And they are like so engaged with that. Yeah. And it's been the oh, best thing. So it's a great story, yeah, but it's like with TikTok, it's like, but or with videos I've struggled, right? Cause I want to be like, it's all about the transformation. I want to show the before and after. And what, yeah. what I, what I think would be the easiest thing to show, right. Is you were in pain. You did my intervention you're not in pain anymore. Like yeah. A, then B, then C, you know? And that's what I'm actually trying to show is a transform, an internal transformation, which apparently yeah. is for marketing, one of the harder ones to Mindset. show, which is like, yeah. you can live a good life with pain. You can, yeah. you know, and, or, or at least I guess I can't say not everyone, if it's really severe, it's much harder, but anyway, so point being, you know, that figuring out, like, if you have an idea that maybe your audience isn't going to want to hear what you have to say, you know, don't be afraid to, to really just try it. Try it it out. People on social media, they will tell you what they think about what you're saying. Yes. And there are people who- That is true. And you will get feedback. And so, you know, you will find out who agrees with you and who doesn't, you know? I love that. I love that story. I got orange juice shamed. Did you know that? Did I tell you that? I got orange juice shamed by one of the diet people. It's like, what? I can't believe you're making, you call yourself a patient educator and you're, I did a funny video about how hard it is to open the little tab on top of the orange juice. And, and I she actually, commented. Oh yeah. Well, that, she sells her own product of, of 
a elimination diet that of course is going to cure your you know, yeah. progressive and would disease. not include and, orange juice because it's and, so high in no, sugar and that's so inflammatory. And first, of all, like, first of all, what's hilarious is I actually don't drink orange juice because of this. It thing. was just for the so video. It was for the yeah. video for dramatic effect. But you know, I had to learn and I am so, I have a really hard time with that. I want everyone yeah. to like me. I want to be spectacular. Yeah. I want to I want everyone to give me gold stars. I want to only get hearts, you know? So if you struggle with that, it's hard, but you will yeah. only get better at it. It's exposure therapy. You have to just do it, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> you yep. learn that somebody not liking Sheryl Crow, the world still turns, you know? Yes, it's okay. So. And there's there's plenty of there's plenty of other people, well, maybe not doing what you do, but they I can hope, go elsewhere. I want they more. Can go, they can yeah. go elsewhere is what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's, yeah. It, there's plenty of people for you to reach if those people want to go elsewhere, that's what I mean for all yes. of us in our businesses. Yeah. Yes. And I have so. referred people, one of the people who took my program in August and I, the, I found some of these um, people who are, who have, I, I will say there are some people actually in the Bay area is one of the ones I found that has a course, like a $500 online mm-hmm. course. And she also has arthritis, but it's an Ayurvedic medicine one. And it's not something I've ever experienced, but she's very realistic on her website. Yeah. That, like, this is not meant to take away from your, you could do this alongside a Western medicine. Right or it's just something that it can, it can help some people like that. What I, is what I, I like is people being realistic. It's this yeah, kind it's of honesty in the market. Yeah. This un- yeah. completely. I mean, I just got contacted by somebody who's like guaranteed to squash your pain forever. I'm like, how are these yeah, people no. allowed? It was a chiropractor. How are they allowed to say that? You can't yeah. guarantee to take someone's pain away. Like, yeah. You literally can't unless you it's just dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really false, false anyway, advertising. Sorry. We have totally, so, I've totally gone yeah. on. No, sorry, no, no, sorry. you haven't because, because I think you, that, that ultimately was what we should have ended on, but I still want to yeah. ask you the fail learn question. So we're going to yes, end yes, on yes, the yes, sad yes. thing instead of the great thing, because that was a perfect story that illustrates what's going really well right now in your business about you leaning into who you are, knowing who your ideal client is, attracting them and getting more comfortable with letting the others go, letting them be offended and and mm-hmm. go elsewhere. That's okay. Like that's totally okay. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have that be the positive thing. Cause I got goosebumps in that story at oh, some point. So, very oh, good. That's so good. good. I'm so glad. Um, <laughs> Okay. So tell me, tell me though, for the listeners, the the question I always ask at the end of every episode, the, what is the biggest fail learn that you've had in your business or failure, but I call them fail learns. Fail learn. So, yeah. um, and what did you learn from it so that other people can maybe follow your advice and avoid the same mistake? Yeah. I mean, I think my most recent one last week I launched again for the third, for the third time launched a paid product. My first launch was to the free beta program. And it really is obvious to me now that I have failed to delegate. <laughs> so I am doing everything on my own. And I was, I, I have delegated a couple of really specific things, but you know, Melissa has been gently nudging me for months to, right. you know, think about, you know, getting a virtual assistant. And so I think for me, it's just the price is too high on, on me in terms of this, the stress and the overwhelm. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I do manage my mindset. I do, I know I go to therapy, all this stuff, but you know, it's just a matter of, you know, being able to, it's just clear that I'm, I'm trying to take on too much and things can fall through the cracks when you do that. So it's not really, really specific. It's not like, and then I forgot to get right. to delegate something that didn't get done. It's just the overall sense of like, what am I doing? Like, why am I like, yes. I actually heard your voice in my head last week, not a CEO task, Cheryl, not a CEO task. <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, you know, I ran a, I ran a giveaway on Instagram because things have gotten bigger for me too. So what I used to be able to do in like my May launch, I can't, 
do as easily right. anymore. Cause like then I had like 38 people enter a giveaway. Well, now I have like 150. So I'm sitting here right. individually following up with each person individually sending a voicemail. It's just a lot of time. And, you know, now with, I'm the primary, you know, caregiver for our son who's six years old in mm-hmm. first grade. And I just, I really found myself kind of being like, I'm not like, wh- what am I doing? Like this is taking, right. taking too much time. So not managing my time well and not delegating, I think would be so delegating stuff and the the first step to do that, everyone listening, is to just start a list of stuff that yeah. you're doing. Make a list somewhere on your Trello board. If I did actually Trello, do that. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. or on a piece of paper, wherever it is, just start writing down the things that do not require your therapist brain to be or your CEO brain mm-hmm. running the business if you're not directly providing therapy in your business. Then write down the list so that you can hand it off to someone because that's the first conversation you're going to have with someone when you call them to delegate what do you want us what do you want me to do right mm-hmm. and then you need to go through that list to come upon the price that you're going to pay them and all of that so anyway okay yeah. so tell everyone where they can find you on every platform you're on, like every platform. I know. Well, the problem is, okay. Wherever so the, you are, Cheryl's there, okay? Well, and this is actually, so for those of you getting started, one mistake you that I've made that you cannot make is try to get the same username on all your platforms because otherwise, yes. conversations you're having to right. do, I have it different, literally different on every single one because I didn't, I either didn't know any better or at the time I knew better, they weren't available anymore because there is another arthritis life out there. But on Instagram, I'm arthritis underscore life underscore Cheryl with a C-H. So not spelled fully like the singer, C-H-E-R-Y-L. And then TikTok, I'm just at arthritis life. And the website, you can just go to myarthritislife.net. And then I think of the rest, we can just put in the show notes if that's okay. But you know, you can look up we'll arthritis. Those too. Yeah. 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 And then email is info at my arthritislife.net. And I was going to say, it's again, this, the world kind of is giving me signals recently that I maybe should, you know, offer my services as a video, you know, consultant mm-hmm. or, or whatnot. So if anyone is, you know, interested in getting some help, just launching themselves into using video, I'm, you know, I, you can email me just at that info at myarthritislife.net. And I'm, I'm currently, I am available. I'm trying again, trying not to go into too many different directions, but this right. is the kind of stuff like, like they say, do, do the, the kind of work that feels fun. Like this is super fun for me. I yeah. love yeah. seeing the outcome. And I've already actually, one of the people in um, Melissa's business coaching program, we just had a little, we were both going through launches the same week. So we chat, I don't want to say her name in case I don't know if she wants to be confidential. Sure. Yeah, I remember that not everyone's as out there as I am, but um, yeah. we were giving each other little pep talks through our launches. And then I, she was asking me a couple of questions about like how she could communicate things. And I was like, oh, you should do a video where you're like this, not that, this, not that, you know, uh-huh. and it's just, it's right. really fun for me to help people brainstorm and maybe come out of their shell a little bit on video. So if you would like that, that's, that's awesome. That is a valuable service because if people invest the time in talking with you, it might save them the time trying to think of yeah. things. Or even if it's just a matter of you helping them know what maybe they could start posting, that's that's a great service to offer. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you're gonna be like you're gonna be like video consultant and arthritis life. Well, owner. that's funny. I mean, yeah, I've you know, I've I've thought about that because it's it's really a again amalgamation of all these different. Yeah. areas of my life, my nonprofit work prior to OT school. And then, you know, you know, I've, I've just, it's been a hobby of mine making videos. Yeah. Again, actually I was joking with some of my followers on Instagram. I'm like, when I get to 5,000 followers, I'm going to 
post my uh, instructional video from fourth grade on how to make homemade almond roca. <laughs> it's just random, but like, you know, just random old videos. Like you got to kind of intersperse things or yeah, inter- intersperse things in there. Another thing I was going to, what was the thing I was going to say? Oh, for those of you who might still be on the fence, like, I don't know about video. I just, oh, it's too much. I found some statistics that I wanted to quickly share if, if we have time. Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, we're way over. So we're okay. just going to go for it. Share the, share the stats. It's going to be a, a bonus content. Yeah, but yeah. People under age 36 are spending more time watching videos online than traditional broadcasts like television and 88 not surprising. Yeah, yeah. Not surprising at all. And 88% of marketers are satisfied with the return of investment on their video marketing. So, all right. you know, that really helped me feel like, okay, this is the big, and you don't have to think like, I remember talking to, you know, again, <laughs> Melissa, but before my last launch, I was like, well, I don't really have any good marketing videos. She's like, everything you do is marketing yourself. But I was like thinking so linear about it, you know, like marketing is a thing where you make a commercial on the TV. You know, I grew up in the eighties. Like, so marketing can be just entertaining people and it's connected to your business. It doesn't have to be like promoting your business. Like we have an offer right now. Like I love that. That's how we need to think about marketing, authentic, relational, fun, like not heavy and boring and salesy. Yes. Yes, exactly. So that's been really, it's been really great. So thank you so much. I've learned so much from you just over the oh, last year of listening to your well, podcast and everyone's been on here. <laughs> you know, when I sent you the invite for this interview, I was like, secretly, I want to pick your brain myself. Oh. And, then I, and then I started like doing all these TikToks and I'm like, oh, I might actually be able to contribute a comment to this conversation. No, you're, you're a natural, you're a natural, but even if it's people so aren't fun. naturals, yeah. it's a, it is still a learned skill. You yeah. can learn no growth totally. mindset. You can learn yes. to get comfortable on video. You can, you know, but it's, again, it's about being, being yourself. So if who yes. you are is a more serious person, you can still come across as the most, you know, engaging version of that serious yes. self. So yeah, you, the world Yay. needs our voices, especially as occupational therapists, you know, if nothing else, like if you found yourself saying, oh, well, no one knows what we do, then you need to get out there and put yourself out there in these social yes. media. You know, I, all the time yes. I'm connecting to doctors and physical therapists and, you know, um, other patients like telling them, well, have you been, have you been referred to OT or did you know OT can help you with that? You know, like, and Absolutely. so, you know, you could be help doing our profession a good service too. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Awesome. That note, we could talk forever. Thank you. We could. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could go out. We only covered like half of what we had written down. I know. Too. That's what's I so like, funny. I was like, oh I no, like- no, good thing. This yeah. is this is good though. I mean, I really do feel like people got great, great content. So yeah, thank you. Poor, thank poor you. podcast editors are going to have a small job to do. <laughs> but I don't mind personally when I listen to podcasts. I don't mind how long they are as long as I'm interested in the material. I'll listen however yeah. long they are. But yeah, yeah, that's some of my some of my longest ones have been some of the most downloaded because they're valuable. So mm-hmm. I think that's Hopefully. great. It's totally okay that we that we are at I don't know hour and a half now. So this will just be a this will just be a a, a premiere episode a premiere. or something. I don't know. Oh yeah. And yeah, we might do a live takeover of your Instagram. Potentially, oh yes. We yes. should, we should talk about this. So like, if you guys are listening to this and you want more of this topic, Cheryl and I are going to do some sort of her taking over my Instagram, some mm-hmm. sort of live thing when this comes out, probably the week around when this comes out. So yeah. I think it should be mid November when this comes out. So it might Perfect. be like, you know, shortly yeah. after this comes out. So 
the lesson here, the thing that you should do if you're listening to this, when it first comes out in mid-November of 2020, you should go over on Instagram and check out if that's going on. So. Oh yeah. And I, I was thinking about making a quick handout or maybe we could work together on like a little okay. handout that, that can go in the file section of like the OT entrepreneur Facebook group since that has some. Yeah, that's that. great. Maybe that's a little great. handout too. Yeah. Like that has links to some of these, you know, apps and stuff like that for people just yeah. getting started. So yay. Cool. So many ideas. Yay. Thanks so much, Cheryl. You're <laughs> Thank awesome. Thank you. Y'all knew Cheryl and I could not do an episode that was only an hour long. So this one went a little longer, but I'm just so certain that all of you got value out of so much of what Cheryl had to share with us. My takeaway as I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, in the last few months or so, My takeaway is that the more you are yourself, the more you lean into who you really are authentically as a person, uniquely you, the better you will be able to market your business in an authentic way. And that requires knowing yourself, being confident in yourself, having a growth mindset, and getting over the fear of putting yourself out there. I am so thankful for this episode because it reminded me of that. And I so enjoyed my conversation with Cheryl. I would love to hear what your takeaways were. So if you are listening to this, even if it's in the future, I always do a post in the OT Entrepreneurs Facebook group for any episode that I that I produce. So there will be a post about this episode. And if you're listening in the future, you can always go to the little magnifying glass icon in the group and search the group for, you could probably search just for video, for Cheryl's name, any of that. And this post will pop up and you can comment there and share your thoughts. I would love to hear what you guys learned. I want to give you a challenge to take that small step, put yourself out there on video, put your face out there take a small step because small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business.